0: Hi, and welcome to Answers News for July 28th. I'm Georgia Purdom here with Bodie Hodds and Tim Chafee, and we have a great studio audience with us today. So make yourselves known again. Let's hear (laughs) you. There they are. Yeah, we got some good group here today. Um, And so uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things coming up pretty soon here at the ARC, which is our 40 We call it 40-40, right? 40 days and nights of gospel music at the Ark Encounter, August 2nd through September the 10th.
1: Right around the corner, really. Yeah, Yeah, literally, like next next week.
0: week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So lots of great music artists, and what's really cool is with your admission to the Ark, you get to see these concerts for free. So there's concerts in the morning, in the evening, in the afternoon, like, all day long, kind of thing. So, um, plus you get to enjoy the arc, and so um, you can go to arcencounter.com uh, for more information, or 40daysofgospelmusic.com. Uh, and this isn't all of the artists, all right? This is just some of them um, here. And so, it's really going to be a it's really going to be few. a fun time down there. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're looking forward to all the crowds and, and being able to enjoy this. We also have our Creation College Expo coming up. So the school year is just right around the corner. And um, hopefully, well, the kids probably aren't looking forward to it, but um, but it's we've got to start thinking. I've got a senior in high school, so I'm thinking about this. Um, and uh, so the Creation College Expo, what this is, is it's colleges that hold to uh, what we believe here at Answers in Genesis, because they affirm those same things. Mm-hmm. And boy, that's getting harder and harder to find in the uh, Christian college world.
1: Well, you know, if you look back at colleges uh, in this country, even across the Western world, so many of them used to be Christian. You, you may not realize this, but mm-hmm. Harvard, yep. Yale, Oxford, these were all Christian colleges at one stage and they've turned. And, uh, you know, we've seen that even with my, my alma mater, you know, Southern Illinois University at Carbondale used to be a, a, a Christian institution. Now mm-hmm. it's, it's very much a pagan institution. So a lot of times people say, what's still good, what's out there? Yeah. And uh, so this is a great place to actually connect with a lot of these Christian colleges.
0: Yep. So November 4th through the 6th, we also have several different um, different speaking sessions during that time. So you get to enjoy that and the ARC and all these different colleges all in one place. So check out creationcollegeexpo.org for more information on that. All right. So our first article for the day, we always have a fun one, a fluff. We call it our fluff article. Mac and cheese is the ice cream you never thought you'd need and now it's hard to get.
1: All right, how many people have had it already? There's a... Well, he said we had a good crowd. Nope. That's good. Nobody... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's had it. At first, I thought I saw a hand back in the back, but I, they're standing around. Yeah. There's thought, just oh. some things
2: that should not be done. And I, my be kids would
1: love this. I guarantee it. They would say, oh, I, I want mac and cheese ice cream. No.
2: i, I no. just reminded of Ian Malcolm's line in Jurassic Park. Just because you could doesn't mean that you should, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that three. is a very good point, actually. The, uh, so uh, somebody said... It's a little funky, a little salty, a little sweet. It's very creamy and buttery, and it's a lot better than you think it's gonna be.
2: Hmm. Well, that wouldn't be hard to be better than you think it's gonna
1: be. <laughs> <laughs> At least for me, what I think. Because I gonna already
0: be. think it's a really bad idea. Well, it's been
1: selling out all over the place. Yeah, you can't even. It. It's
0: really actually hard to get. So I'm not gonna complain about I'm that. I'm that waiting for the steak no and potatoes
1: of, ice cream. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I have I'll no intention that. That. of eating
0: that. So, anyways, you yeah. You put
1: gravy on it, maybe. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh. Okay. This is this is degrading. Yeah. This is going <laughs> downhill really fast. So anyway. So article. I guess if you still want it, apparently it is still available. You can eat it. So if you do, you know, just let us know. If anybody in the, watching online has tried it, know, you can I'd let us serious. know in the comments. We'll see that and see what you thought. Well, of Georgia,
2: it. you were saying in the article talks about it, the company that makes this also does one for Earl Grey tea. So they have
1: all sorts of unique. Uh, no, I would
0: I would actually eat that one. That would be good. I think so. Be interesting to tea, try.
1: Tea ice cream.
0: Yeah. So, hey, yeah, I think that'd it's be all right. Good Coffee ice cream's good. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm. anyways, okay, right moving on. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Massive tsunami from dino-killing asteroid carved mega ripples into the ocean floor. All right, so this is call it, talking about the Chicxulub um, impact crater that is near Mexico in the Yucatan Peninsula, and so supposedly 66 million years ago this um, asteroid hit and basically killed off all the non-avian dinosaurs and 75% of all other species on the planet and then we had to kind of start all over again to get the animals and and people and everything we have That's how the
1: story goes, isn't it? So
0: what are (laughs) are non-avian
2: dinosaurs, if you're not familiar with that terminology? Because before didn't we just call them dinosaurs, what are non-avian dinosaurs?
1: Uh, That's just a fancy way of saying birds.
2: Yes, because they've reclassified things, avian dinosaurs and non avian dinosaurs.
1: You may um, not realize that birds are considered dinosaurs now. So think about that at Chick fil A. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My. Oh, Bodhi, you're going to be good today. I can just tell. Okay. Well, and I think when I read this, I I looked up, I'm like, okay, so why did just the non avian dinosaurs die out, right? Why not the avian dinosaurs, which were supposedly going to evolve into birds at some point? Mm -hmm. They said because they think they had. Larger brains and a different diet. Okay.
1: So larger brains and a different diet help things survive an asteroid strike. <laughs> it keeps you from apparently, blowing up. <laughs>
0: apparently. I don't know. Apparently you know more what to do, you know more what to, you can scavenge. I don't know. I think that's probably the idea behind it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this for a moment. Yeah. This, this crater, its epicenter is just off the Yucatan. It's actually out in the ocean, mm-hmm. but it actually encompasses part of the Yucatan. Uh, That's actually good observational science. You can Mm -hmm. see this, you can go down and observe it. And what they're finding here are big mega ripples from this. Uh, you know, as they use uh, seismography to actually see the ocean floor. Right. So that is kind of cool stuff. Now, the, the thing is, they're going to get their timing wrong because they're thinking in terms of a secular mm-hmm. worldview. When you think in terms of God creating everything in six days, which is not a problem for an all-powerful God, it was a perfect creation because a man, saying God cursed the ground, everything's mm-hmm. changed. We see death and suffering. But then you think of the time of the flood. This is when continental shifting right. would have occurred. Now, if you look where this asteroid struck, it's actually after continental shifting mm. from the flood. So it could have been later stages of the flood. It could have been even post-flood uh-huh. uh, in certain instances. So that's the way I'm looking at it when I'm trying to think biblically, uh, mm-hmm. looking at this sort of a feature on the earth.
2: Yeah, and I made the joke earlier that it, it's going to keep you from blowing up. We know that's not why they're saying everything died right. because <laughs> of the impact itself, but because of everything else that happens as a result yeah. of that. They're saying certain creatures died, other ones would be able to survive it. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, if it's associated with the flood, that makes sense that it would occur with a, what we would call a near-extinction event. I mean, mm-hmm. things that are not mm-hmm. on board the ark are dying off. The, right. the land animals are dying off. Mm-hmm.
0: And they're trying to what they're trying to account for with this is obviously they can see the crater, so to speak. But they would have caused a massive tsunami, all right, massive like yeah. level tsunami. I mean, because they even right, said this would have
1: flooded huge portions of North and South right. America.
0: Because they said it's kinetic energy was roughly 100 million megatons, that's 10 billion Hiroshima scale bombs going off at the same time. So that is that is massive. So you should see some yeah. remnants of the tsunami that right. was caused and they think this is a remnant of that. Tsunami. Right, now if,
1: if this was in the later stages of the flood, I want you to understand this is a small part oh, of the flood. Sure. That would yeah. be something very small uh, in comparison to rest of what's going on. So.
0: Yeah. And they did say, too, that the, in order for something like this to be preserved, like you're talking ripples, right, caused by mm-hmm. water, it has to have been buried very, very quickly. And they, they say that in the article. And again, yeah. that's what we'd expect as a result of the flood, because you're moving lots of sediment. You're burying things very, very quickly after they, mm-hmm. after they occur. We even see um, fossilized like raindrop impression. Um, footprints, mm-hmm. things like that we know it has things to. that have
1: actually transverse long distances in some right. instances too yeah. and in this case they're they're trying to make an argument that some of this uh, resultant effect actually went as far as the Dakotas yeah so uh, I thought that think was kind of interesting <laughs> right so if you've it's got some a fish you, they go flying if
2: you've got <laughs> marks of raindrops in, in the in the soil that can't sit there for a thousand years as it's slowly buried. No, it's yeah. something that has to be covered rapidly,
1: rapidly. and preserved that way.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so it has to happen quickly. So I
1: think there's good research in here. You just have yeah. to watch out for the storytelling. Well, That's yeah, like...
0: the interpretation of that research or that mm-hmm. evidence is what's important. What do you start with, so to yeah. speak? Okay, repairing hearts with deadly spider venom. So. This is, this is kind of a really cool study um, of a, the uh, venom that comes from the Fraser Island funnel web spider, at least a component of it. And basically what they showed is that it keeps cells that are heart cells so that when a person's having a heart attack from dying, right? So it doesn't allow them to send the signal to die, and so they remain alive. And so this could really help people that are having heart attacks to have their heart in better condition after the attack. Right, it
1: helps prevent some of the damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, throughout this, it also uh, realized that it actually helped stroke victims too. Yeah, So it helped preserve some of the tissue in the brain. Uh, so this is pretty exciting. I know it's going into some clinical trials, but, I mean, if something like this could could essentially help out somebody who's in the middle of a heart attack, help prevent certain amount of damage. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, if
2: EMTs have this in the ambulance or something, and yeah. somebody's having a heart attack, if it's within 10, 20 minutes of the Yeah, event, we're going to put
1: some spider venom in you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, as long as it's coming in the syringe, I don't care. But if you make that thing bite me, just kill me. I don't care. That, get, keep it away from me. Uh,
1: let yeah. me die. So but, where did you get this article from? Was it the web?
0: Oh. Ah. Like I said, Bodhi's on today what with this spider. It
2: was a funnel web spider. <laughs> yeah. Is, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, this is, it's really interesting. They also talked about it being useful for uh, for organ donors. So, for the heart, if it's going to be donated, it could help preserve that longer. Uh, mm-hmm. Currently, it's only 20 to 30 minutes after yeah. they have to be able to mm-hmm. get that. Heart nope. after the person dies, but this could right. preserve it. And so people who live in remote areas maybe will be able to get a transplant or something that they couldn't have before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah,
1: they've isolated. It was a protein uh, mm-hmm. within that venom called HI1A, right. not H1N1. That's no. something entirely that's different. different. yeah. But, uh, I mean, that, that's just, this is great research. But this it's is neat to see something
0: that we think of in a fallen world as being used for something Bad, right? Mm-hmm. Venom, um, but it has a good. It can have a good use. We kind of mm-hmm. redeem that, so to speak, a little bit, and use it for um, something good. And it makes us think about, well, maybe what did this venom do that in creation. a prefall fall world? Because yeah. it wasn't venomous in that sense.
1: Right in a perfect world, what it do? Did they use this on fruit, or mm-hmm. you know, has the venom actually underwent changes as a result right. of the curse and mm-hmm. things like that? It makes us think about some of those things yeah. a little bit deeper.
0: Yeah, kind of neat. Uh-huh. Okay. A shockingly small percentage of our DNA is uniquely human, study finds. All right, now, so here's the thing, speaking as a geneticist, a lot of our DNA is shared with other organisms, okay? And so, for example, I talk about bananas. So about 50% of our DNA is shared with bananas. And the reason for that is, you might think that's really odd, but. Our cells, the banana cells and human cells still have to do a lot of the same types of mm-hmm. things. And so we do come from a common designer God, so it makes sense that they would be similar.
1: Right, and we have to interact with each other. Mm-hmm. We have to eat the right. bananas right. and so forth. So I mean, it makes sense that God would do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't escape him. Uh, every time I hear bananas, I always think of Banana Man. Ray Comfort, friend oh. of the ministry, <laughs> uh, yeah. he, he gets a kick out of that. You'll have to look at Banana Man. I think and, of bananas
0: and uh, pajamas.
1: Bananas and. pajamas. <laughs>
0: It's a show. It was a show, and now that song's gonna go through my head the rest okay. of the day. So, anyways, you'll <laughs> have to look that up. Bananas with jam. Okay. Yeah. So what they're trying to do is compare modern, what they call modern human DNA, to Neanderthal DNA and Denisovan DNA, and say that um, if we compare those, there's only about a one and a half to seven percent amount of DNA that is uniquely human, modern human, so to speak. And the rest of it is shared with our with our ancestors or close relatives.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so in this article they're assuming that Neanderthals and denisovans are not fully human. Mm -hmm. Even though if you look at the classification system, a lot of times Neanderthals are in and then they're out, then they're in, then Mm -hmm. they're out, then they really can't decide where to classify them. We know where they're classified. They're fully human. Okay, they're mm-hmm. descendants of Adam and Eve, and their post floods so they're descendants of Noah and his wife as well. Mm-hmm. Neanderthals are, fu- are fully human, and we see that time and time and time again. In fact, we've had a lot of articles up here I where was we Well, oh, we have oh, a yeah, great have.
0: exhibit, too, yeah. on that. We've got an yeah. exhibit
2: that shows that as well, uh, the Starting Points exhibit here in the Creation Museum. Whoa. So this is not news to us, but the way this article is written is treating them as
1: if they are not human. Right, and, uh, so they're excluding them before they even look at the data. Right. In one sense.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, h- how many times have we heard, oh, humans and apes, or chimpanzees specifically, are like 98% similar. We hear that yeah. all the time. Now, they're saying just within humans is 1.5 to 7%. Yeah. Do people even believe that, one, uh, that well, 2% anymore? I mean, people,
0: well, I would say they probably have it more down like in the 94, 90% range. Um, so still, still pretty high. But, you know, when you really look at, again, it all depends, and just like with this study, it depends on how you do the comparisons um, and what you count and what you don't count and mm-hmm. things like that. And even for the human chimp DNA analysis, there's lots of differences they don't count. And that's how they get that high of a number. If you truly count all the differences, you're talking about about a 30% difference between humans and chimps. So that's
1: that's massive when you think about massive. it. It's you massive. Know, the yeah. human DNA is what, about 3 billion base pairs? Uh,
0: 3 billion base pairs. Yeah,
1: 3, pairs. 3 billion yeah. base mm-hmm. pairs. Mm-hmm. Now, they're saying 1.5 to 7%. I mean, that's... 45 million to 210 million base pairs. Mm. That's a massive variation there. Yeah. So,
0: and I don't think this no. variation is valid. And the reason for that is because we don't really have a good, even though they say it's a high quality um, sequence of Neanderthal DNA and Denisovan dna we really don't. Um, we have gotcha. another geneticist on staff, uh, Dr. Nathaniel Genenson, who's done some work on this. And he's published some papers showing that they are not, very reputable sequences it's that they again these people yeah. um, died out several thousand years ago and we're trying to extract DNA from them and DNA is can break down pretty easily um, especially if it's not preserved well and so um, we don't really think we have good sequences of that so to compare it and then say there's these differences probably not very valid
2: mm. so. Well, Georgia, we've got two people on here that say, I remember bananas in pajamas,
1: and then somebody else said, I used to watch that while babysitting. So you've,
0: See? you've connected validated. with people. <laughs> you, that, that's
1: a much more intellectual discussion than what's going on here. <laughs> they're talking about spider venom and Spider Man. Yeah, I've seen Spider Man in <laughs> <and laughs> mine. Oh,
0: no, no, I'm no. I'm just no, waiting no.
1: for him to find a venom that grows hair back. You know? Oh, man.
0: <laughs> oh, Why? Just, man. We can
1: tell just. <laughs> Just go with it, Bodie. <laughs> no. <laughs> I must keep my hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and I think, too, they're trying to make the point in this article yeah. that they would expect these differences because Neanderthals and Denosovans, and they're starting with the evolutionary ideas, are more primitive than modern humans. And yeah. so, you know, we've evolved more and we're better now. And so that's why our DNA is different.
1: Once again, you've got to watch the storytelling.
0: Yeah, Yeah, because yeah. that's all it is. Because we have lots of examples from archaeology that they buried their dead. They had musical instruments, jewelry. They you wore know, clothes. All, yeah. yeah, yeah, all kinds of things that we would associate with modern humans today. Okay, uh, schools can require Christian teachers to Christian teacher to use transgender pronouns and names. Judge rules. So this is actually over in uh, Indiana, here next door to us, Brownsburg, Indiana, and the what had happened was this teacher as well as three other teachers said after they instituted this sort of transgender policy that they would not do this. They had problems with it because um, they were Christian and they didn't believe this. And so what the Three of the teachers said, we'll just go along with it eventually. But this other teacher, Dr. Er, sorry, Mr. Kluge, uh, said, no, I'm not going to do that. And so they came to a compromise that he would use the students' last names in, instead of using their preferred names, their preferred pronouns, and now that's not enough for the school. And so now they said, no, you have to do this or you're fired, or you got to resign.
1: So in other words, he must bow down to the secular uh, religion on this. Mm -hmm. See, people don't understand, in a lot of these state schools, there is a religion being taught. There's this mindset that, well, Christianity has been kicked out, so they're not religious, they're neutral. No, they're not. They're actually actively... Uh, teaching secular humanism and even subsets of it, such as sexual humanism, which is the transgender homosexuality, uh, things like that—they're rampant within the schools. Yeah. And so it's difficult for a Christian to go in and say, "Okay, let me uh, look at this from a Christian viewpoint." When they're demanding you look at it from that other religious viewpoint,
2: right? They don't—they don't tolerate. There's their word. They don't tolerate any dissent at all. You must go along. It's not mm-hmm. enough to to be kind to people. It's not enough to uh, mm-hmm. treat them with dignity and respect. You must affirm what they're mm-hmm. doing. You must do everything they want you to say mm-hmm. and go against your own conviction, your own beliefs, mm-hmm. and violate your own principles, uh, and all to bow down at the altar right. of sexualityism, really, is what yep. it they're, they're calling us to do. And well, it's good that this guy's standing up for, thing that, uh, for for what he believes to be true. Yeah. yeah.
0: And they talk about how, well, if he doesn't do this, then he's dehumanizing um, and these others, these students, he's targeting them, he's homophobic, um, he's creating tension. And I'm like, well, what about for this teacher? I'm sure it's creating tension for him, it's dehumanizing him, it's definitely targeting him yep. um, and definitely hate towards him and that's, his that's ideas. That's a double
1: standard. That's yeah. what it is. It's a double yeah. standard fallacy. So it's illogical.
0: It really is. But those, but are,
1: those are things we're dealing with right now.
0: But I do, I do applaud this teacher for standing for the truth. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's that's getting harder and harder to do, and there's going to be prices to pay for it. But we have to, um, we can't live by a lie, right? It's a lie that people can change their gender. It's a lie that they can, you know, be another gender. It, those are all lies, and so we mm-hmm. can't live by those lies. We have to live by the truth of God's word, even when it's hard, right? And even when it might mean losing our job. You know,
1: This is nothing new, if you know much about history. Mm -hmm. You know, when when there is a a religion that takes over in a particular area, believe it or not, Christians are oftentimes forced out of it or forced Mm -hmm. to comply. Uh, Just go back to Nazi Germany. I mean, they held to a form of secular humanism. It was called Nazism, National Socialism, a a, a form there. They They were diehard evolutionists and so forth, but in their viewpoint, you had to have certain views of the Jews and other people mm-hmm. who were considered non-Aryan, and guess what? When Christians stood up there, they were attacked just as much. Yeah. Um, if Jews stood up, they were attacked just as much. I mean, we saw what happened there. This is nothing new. History is repeating itself because yeah. people don't know their history. And, yeah. and we've talked about
2: this before. This ultimately has nothing to do, at least the people who are driving this, has nothing to do with respecting the individual who might identify as LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. It is an, it's an activist movement designed to marginalize Christians yeah. and mm-hmm. to give, remove Christianity from the public square. That's what it's designed to do. And that's why they're forcing yeah. it so hard in so many cases. yeah Yep. yep.
0: Okay, new 3D images of shark intestines show they function like Nikola Tesla's valve. Um, so, I'm pretty sure God designed it first, not Tesla. But anyway, so, um, so they we don't apparently know how um, exactly everything that sharks eat and how they digest their food. But they actually have this really cool um, like. Spiral, and I think there's like a little video. I don't know if you can no, see maybe it, a video see if it pops
1: up here. There, yeah, there, there it, it is.
0: is. Um, a picture of their their intestine, which is spiral shaped. Right, they're basically really
1: able to do some some CT scans on yeah. these things while they're still alive, so they don't have to cut them apart uh, and see actually how it works, which is really neat. And uh, a Tesla valve is is actually a way to make things. make some sort of a fluid uh, go in one direction while at the same time not backflowing. So it kind of comes in and comes around and comes in and comes around. And so it slows it down, uh, which allows it to digest more. Uh, You know, what food it gets is a lot more efficient uh, with how it processes. It's it's fascinating. So it doesn't
2: have to eat as often or anything like that. Correct, yeah.
1: And, you know, they say sharks would go quite some time without, you know, eating from one meal to the next. But, you know, one of the things that the article did say about a shark's diet is uh sometimes it will eat uh let's see here i was trying to find it i thought i highlighted it but it's it's seagrass yeah yeah. but uh, you know we've got videos of sharks boy they just go after kelp and things Mm -hmm. like that you know so they are eating plants and i think that's significant too if you think back people have asked well what was shark's original diet you know well guess what they can eat plants even today so there's nothing wrong with them eating plants in a pre-fall perfect world just after sin and the curse, you know, things uh, started to eat meat, some instances.
2: With sharknadoes, is is that a real thing, or is that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) There you go.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's the right right tornado, there you go. (laughs) What I thought when I read this too was, you see the design here. I mean, this is amazing, exquisite design. It's very complex. They even said that, you know, the intestines are so complex how, I mean, you know, they're doing this research obviously from, they're probably starting with an evolutionary worldview, and I think how would you look at something like this and say, oh yeah, that came about by random chance over eons of time, Mm -hmm. because that's we all know that's what random chance over time does, you know, no, it doesn't, I mean this is designed, and so if it's designed, it has to have a designer and the only one that could do that is God, and so it's just another way that we're finding out more and more. Aren't aren't
1: you glad we don't have an intestine like this? I mean, a colonoscopy uh, they would go for days Oh,
0: <laughs>
2: Bowie is oh really leading up to our last <laughs> article, which you're going to see in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't wait to get there. I like uh, to
0: eat, so, you know, I would like that. It, I could take right. long periods of time between eating. That wouldn't be good either. So, oh But it's they a, are hoping to use this.
2: Yeah, concept. it's similar to biomimicry. I guess it's not in one yeah. way. They, they weren't seeing this first mm-hmm. and then copying it. In this case, Tesla designed something, and then we find out, hey, this is just like this. So uh-huh.
1: uh, Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he had a bunch of sharks in his house. Like, hey, let's check out there and test it. <laughs> hey, well, I, can make, I can make a valve out
0: of this. I think so. Okay, University of North Alabama student body president facing impeachment for writing, Born This Way, You Must Be Born Again. So um, again, at the University of North Alabama, the student government now wants to impeach its student body president because he had posted this on social media. And uh, the student body president has actually since said he's very sorry, he sees it from a different perspective, he apologized which I don't think he should have done, but he did anyway. And so now, but they still want to impeach him. That's not enough. They don't, they don't think his apology was good enough. And so they want to do away with his presidency, so to speak.
1: Right. Yeah. They were even, you know, condemning him as homophobic and, you know, people are offended at him. You know, when when people just call names like that, that's actually an epithet fallacy. You got to be very careful of that.
2: There's so much rhetoric involved in this. When Mm -hmm. you read through the, the, Responses to him saying things like "this person doesn't believe that I should even exist," so how can they, you know, how can they represent me in? Where does he ever say you should all die? Mm -mm. Okay, they jump from okay, here's a Christian who thinks that what I'm doing is sinful and I should repent and I should trust in Christ to that means I should not exist as a human being. That's a massive leap in logic, right? Now you. You could maybe say they don't think that you should be living this lifestyle. That is what the person is Mm -hmm. saying, but they're not saying you should all die. That's not Mm -hmm. what Christianity is claiming. Mm
1: -hmm. And And, and they keep saying, oh, we need to be more inclusive. He needs to uh, (laughs) support inclusion, but they're not including him. Mm -hmm. You see a double standard. Once again, you see uh, how illogical that is. But, you know, I noticed this was... It was something that he posted on social media, not even right. in association right. mm-hmm. with the school. Uh, w- with the school. And, and a lot of people may not realize when it comes to social media, anything you say can and will be used against you, yes. uh, whether it's a court of law, whether it's at the school.
0: Yeah. So. But I will say the university is standing up for this student, though, and uh, kind of a surprise twist, so to speak. They're saying he has a right to freedom of speech, even if it's offensive to others. Yeah, so because like what these people are saying is offensive to him, I guarantee it. So I think it's good to see that the, the university, I don't know if they'll be successful, but the university is actually standing up for the student saying he has a right to say these things. So so,
2: so question for both of you guys. So much of this, the way that our world views, views things, the younger people view things as, you know, really in a Marxist way, like a, the, everything is about the oppressor versus the oppressed. Mm-hmm. And for so mm-hmm. long Christians have been in the, the dominant ones in our culture is what we're being told, so therefore we have to always stand up for those who are. Been oppressed, those who are in the minority. What happens when that view becomes the majority? Mm-hmm. Do then our views get to be the ones that are privileged, and everybody right. has to listen to what we say, and they they yeah. all get fired no, it'll, it'll for their roles? Then.
1: Christians will keep coming under attack. Exactly, because it's not right. about
2: that. It is about wiping out, removing Christianity mm-hmm. from the public sphere, and removing. You got to understand that
1: the big picture spiritual battle. Right, mm-hmm. God That's, versus sin. Exactly. God versus Satan. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, so I mean, that's that's the bigger picture, and we need to look at these types of things in that context.
0: Yeah, sure. Right okay uk uh, court rules baby can be taken off life support against parents wishes parents continue to fight so we've seen these kind of cases before coming out of the mm. uk which are just very disturbing i mean to, should be disturbing to everyone um and especially to those of us that are parents uh, so it's a little two-year-old girl who um, was born prematurely and sustained a severe brain injury and the uk hospital says she's suffering from experiencing she's experiencing pain she has a low quality of life Therefore, we should just take her off life support and let her die. That would be the most humane thing to do, um, which is against what the parents want.
2: Right, and yeah. in, in places where you have you know socialized medicine or places where the, the state is paying for the medicine, you can kind of understand their interest. Like, we're gonna continue to pay for somebody that it, we don't think is gonna ever improve. But in this case, you have People, families, even nations saying, We will take her at our expense, fly her to wherever she needs to go, mm-hmm. to this place, and take care of her. So you don't have to pay a penny for her. And the UK is still saying,
1: No, she needs to die. Mm-hmm. That's, hey, take, that's take note. E- that's that's th- just evil. That's what that it is. is. It, it is, is. This it is. child, uh, th- this baby uh, in question here, their father is an American father. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's something that really. Should be held over there in that that instance. I mean, people in the United States would take him. I think Israel said they would take her. Surprisingly,
2: Um, Chuck Schumer was quoted in here as as being in favor of bringing the child here, or their wishes were to take the child to Israel, where this would be illegal to take them off life support Mm -hmm. and to go against the father's Mm -hmm. wishes. And they're talking about the parents,
0: you know, Jewish heritage and saying, you know, which in this case mirrors, you know, obviously what we believe as born-again Christians that you know, humans have a unique value because we are made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. So regardless of how injured that person may be um, or, or what might be happening, that person is made in the image of God and has a right to life. We don't have a right to take that away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's just sad. I, I just, I can't comprehend how, how a parent does not have control over their child. I just has authority over their child because that's the way that God ordains it in the Bible. And mm-hmm. The state's really trying to intervene in that and take that away. Nazi
1: Germany did that. They took all
0: sorts yeah. well, of you're children.
2: Seen, we're seeing it in Canada with the, the fathers not able, well, even in the United States, you mm-hmm. know, with teens who want to go through the transgender surgeries and things yeah. like that and parents yes. not having the right to talk about it. I mean, or even like, no. Yeah, or even know. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly. There's all mm-hmm. sorts of things coming out like this now. Uh, that we need to be aware of
1: yeah the article says the doctors in the uk are not willing to release the child to the parents family determined to kill the child instead
0: yeah so we need to pray for these families and pray for these situations because it's just tragic to think about what's happening um and why we need to continue to fight for parental rights here in the united states that those aren't taken away from us because situations like this then begin to happen
2: right and who decides Mm -hmm. when a a life is worth something yeah if the baby's gonna be disabled then Mm -hmm. they're not worth something, if they're going to be poor, if they're, you know, what is it? Because those are or some bold. of the arguments, or, yeah, well, I'm not a child anymore, I <laughs> act like yeah. one, but, but those are the arguments we hear from people who are pushing abortion. Well, this child is going to be born in a poor home or disabled, they're not going to have a good life. Who determines what that good life is? There are plenty of people who grew up poor who had a great yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And experience, uh, you know, just how. What did the concept uh, of
1: good but, actually come from? Right, and it doesn't See, matter if you go back to the Bible.
2: It doesn't matter if you have a great life or not. That's not the determination of what is right. valuable. The fact that you are human life, yeah. you are made in God's image. Therefore, you are valuable.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Okay, so we're going to end on a fun article. The one that
2: Bodhi has been trying to get Tens to through the puns. Tens of
0: thousands of viruses found in human poop are previously unknown to science.
1: Where so, do I start?
0: I love this
1: I think song. it's about more about okay. where you end. You know, for all those people who had COVID and lost <laughs> their sense of smell, I mean, this is the job for them.
0: Okay. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna pretend we didn't heal that comment. Okay, so they found 54,118 species of virus living in the human gut, 92% of which they never knew about. Now when we say viruses, most of these viruses, you have to understand, are not viruses that infect human cells. They are bacteriophages, and that's a type Mm -hmm. of virus that infects bacteria. Okay, so bacteria right. actually have their own viruses yeah. um, that can infect them too. But, and but so that the shows
1: the symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. between viruses in the right place. Right. You know, after sin and the fall, I mean, viruses in the wrong place, that's what causes all sorts of problems.
0: Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean,
1: we can see the design in some of this.
0: And I love this line. It says, everybody poops, but not all poop is the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then they, so then they, okay, so yeah, sampling this. I'm sure there's this, some
1: toilet humor in that one, but I'm, I'm this would not. be
0: interesting. So they're looking at people from all different countries and trying to see if their virus makeup is different. And they did find that some of it is geographical; it depends on where you live. Um and oh, yeah. what you're eating. They're trying and to figure like out what virus infects what bacteria, because a lot of these phages probably their role is to control bacterial populations and to keep mm-hmm. them in check. Um, and that's something that's a good use, probably with even around pre-fall, um, just to keep, you know, these organisms, mm-hmm. like, in the right balance, so to speak. Yeah. Um, because our gut microbiome, which is what they call it, is really important for lots of things, not just for digestion, but even um, mental health, our immune system, it protects us against the bad guys, so Who to speak. Who thought
1: about this research? Could you imagine, you know, yeah, I'm going to write a paper and propose that I want to do Johnny, all this research. Johnny, what do you want to be and, when you grow up? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. But, oh, I want hey. like to study human poo. I
1: mean, come okay, on. Okay,
0: but no, this is cool microbiology. <laughs> it is. It is cool,
1: but it's just... It is, but we can flush the conversation. <laughs> and thankfully, uh, we're... Yeah,
0: you were ready for this one, weren't you? <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, and yeah. We but, come,
1: we've come to the end, but actually. <laughs>
0: okay, just one more. So one more point. Really, no, not more, more puns from you. So. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> but they're hoping that this will really help them understand better because one of the things we want to develop more because antibiotics, bacteria get resistant to them, is develop things like phage therapy, okay? So that you could give people these bacterial phages, it won't hurt our cells, right. but will hurt the bacterial cells and lead to new ways to treat um, people mm-hmm. that have serious bacterial infections. Mm-hmm. So there's a really good, Reason for this research, okay, and that we want to discover more about that. Yeah, totally
1: Well, a lot of the items that we hit today a lot of kids are being drilled Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw this with regards to the university one. We saw it, uh, you know, with the uh, teacher there in uh, Indiana Um, A lot of times people have come up to us say what what can I do to help help prepare my kids? And we actually have a couple books answers books uh, for one and two for teens and I would just suggest even young teens can read these books. It takes a look at, at things like Big Bang, Millions of Years, Dinosaurs. A lot of these subjects that kids are drilled with in these state schools uh, that's coming out of secular humanism it shows them how to give a nice, good, easy response. Again, that's Answers Book Volume 1 and 2. And they are powerful, by the way. Yep. Um, even with uh, Volume uh, 1, the red one, mm-hmm. Uh, there is a chapter in there on the issue of sexuality. A lot of kids are being drilled hard with the secular worldviews ideas of sex. And let's face it, as parents, youth leaders, pastors, it's a tough subject to talk to the kids and the grandkids about, it really is. Mm -hmm. Um, So we put together a chapter tastefully. Uh, What I found when I used to work with youth, I would have kids, You know, they would ask the question, but they're very hesitant. They're scared to death to ask that question, Mm -hmm. but they really did want to know what the Bible said on the subject. Just
2: real quickly on that point, Every week during the summer, or most weeks during the summer, and spring we have volunteer groups here, and I get to do Q and A's, a lot of times it's teenagers. And I've been doing this for about 10 years now. The first few years, it was almost all questions, Genesis 1 through 11. The last five years or so, about more than half of the questions have to do with LGBTQ stuff. That is how much they're being drilled with this. It is constant, and we need to be aware of that. Yeah, and we have great
0: resources to help you um, answer those questions, these and a lot more. So we are out of time for today, so we'll see you back on Monday at 2 o'clock.
1: All right, God bless you guys.